At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, it's Will Friedell. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets getting ready to wrap up this road trip, take on the Detroit Pistons. Charlotte hoping to make it a winning road trip. We'll give you our game preview for this one. Also want to talk about the future for Buzz City. How are they set up to take in what is expected to be a top five pick? Hornets are where they are in the standings. Obviously, the lottery will do what it does, but Based off the percentages, Hornets are in position to bring in a top five pick. How are they compared to some of the other teams around them in the standings in terms of their ability to quickly incorporate that person onto the roster and help get the best out of them and in doing so get the best out of the team moving forward. Last but not least, how's their most recent rookie doing amongst his peers? Mark Williams was included in a very recent NBA.com rookie ladder. Where does he rank and where should he have? Helping me on all of these topics, you hear him middays on our flagship station, 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ on 12 to 3. It is Walker Mel of Walker and Wes, as well as a host of his own Hornets podcast, but kind enough to join us here on the HHC. Walker, thanks so much for being with me. Oh, it's good to be back, Sam. I appreciate you having me on once again. Absolutely. Well, let's tip things off here with the play of Hornets rookie center Mark Williams. He has been in the starting spot for a couple of weeks now, going back to the trade deadline, averaged roughly a double-double as the starting center, including some very impressive performances going up against some very highly acclaimed centers on the other side. NBA.com put out its recent rookie ladder. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but before I get into it, how do you think Mark Williams has fared so far as the starter, and where do you see him amongst his peers as NBA rookies? Yeah, I think Mark Williams has been very good ever since entering the starting lineup. And if anybody listens to 
Locked on Hornets or Wesson Walker, they're going to have heard at this point a million times. I've already made it. But the, the most impressed I am with Mark, the, the, the facet of his game that I'm most impressed with, it's his ability to learn on the fly so quickly like he does. And Steve Clifford has talked about it at every single stage of basketball we've seen from him. The guy has been visibly improved, whether it be a long portion of a season where you go to his freshman year. At the end of that freshman year, he was awesome. Same thing at at the end of his sophomore season at Duke. He was playing better in the NCAA tournament. You can go to summer league. You can go to preseason, where I don't think he started out all that great. And by the end, in what are basically five-game sample sizes, I thought he had very much so improved in a very visible way, right? Like you're not having to dig deep into the advanced stats. You can do the whole eye test thing if you want and see how much he's improved. And that's happening here too, Sam. Like you're seeing him enter the starting rotation ever since you traded Mason Plumley, and even the rotation just period because it was his time to jump up into get some run, according to Steve Clifford. And I just think he's he's improved a lot as a passer already. I think you see the touch you saw in that Phoenix game. He had a couple pick and pops when Phoenix was just so focused on not allowing any of the Hornets in the paint where it took away a lot of the area Mark Williams usually works, and eventually he just stepped out a couple feet and had a couple jump shots. Defensively, he's not a perfect player by any means. At pick and roll, he's still working on quite a bit, even isolation defense against some of the bigger players there. I, I think he still has some work to do. But he provides a presence inside that this team just has not had defensively, and he has put up some pretty big rebounding numbers. The 20-point per- or 20-rebound performance against Bam Adebayo, a physical, yes, smaller, but physical player, I'm very pleased with what you're getting from Mark Williams right now. I am as well. I'm very encouraged about the future of the Hornets at the center position with Mark Williams leading the way. These early returns have been phenomenal, but they might not be enough to get him an all-rookie nod. And the reason I say that is because much like all-star nods or all-NBA selections, it's not so much about the quality of a couple of performances, it's the overall body of work over either the first half of the season in terms of the all-star game or the entirety of it for all NBA or all rookie squads and quite frankly Mark Williams didn't play a lot the first half of the season and people can can quibble about that if they wish I think it's pretty obvious Mark Williams benefited from learning under Mason Plumley and everything that was going on behind the scenes for the Hornets but specifically to make an all rookie team he was held back probably because he didn't play as much as a Jalen Duran or a Walker Kessler or many other rookies. Which brings me to the NBA.com rookie ladder. I don't know how uh, you run your Hornets-based podcast, Walker Mill, but I typically go out there looking for clickbait and finding things to get upset about. And so that's a, that's a staple. So the rookie ladder is just prime real estate for me. We had a lot of fun with it when LaMelo Ball was somehow, some way dropped down out of the top five momentarily in his rookie year. And clearly they were listening to uh, the Hornets hive cast because they put him rightfully where he belonged but here again I think Mark Williams is a bit undervalued so not sure again if you've seen this but where do you think Mark Williams should be say in the top 10 to 15 uh, amongst NBA rookies I have seen it and you know I see him come in at number 11 on NBA.com and I think that's just kind of a testament especially when you go to the section where it says since last ladder right 10 points per game, eight and a half rebounds per game, almost at one block. And that's how he's able to get to this 11th selection in the ladder overall. And so I'm totally fine with his positioning, to be honest with you. The interesting thing is that he's ahead of Jalen Duran, who has been missing some time here recently, despite having a lot more games under his belt 
in his rookie season, but that is something interesting to know because Jalen Duran, another center prospect, I know a lot of Hornets fans were interested in during the selection process. But Mark Williams has given you zero reason to dislike this pick so far, you know, especially where everybody had gone. I think the way that he's performed has been really admirable. And the fact of the matter is, even if Mark missed a lot of time, and I'm with you, I, I am totally cool with him sitting in the G League for a little bit, you know, playing there in order to work out some of the kinks before you can come in and provide an impact for the NBA squad. But if you look at where Mark Williams ranks, just in total amount of points scored among all of the rookies, he's actually 16th on that list and pretty considerably further down on the amount of games. Everybody above him has at least played 52 games or more. Mark Williams has appeared in 36, and that's including some of the contests like one or two that he appeared in at the beginning of the season, but he really wasn't even a part of the rotation yet. So he's scoring more points. You see the field goal percentage there. It's very nice from him. And even defensively, you've seen him provide quite an impact, right? Like, I'm not going to put him over Walker Kessler. He's had an outstanding season. Utah was in a position where they didn't expect to be this good. And so Walker Kessler, with no more Rudy Gobert, they started Kessler right away, and kudos to him for playing so well. Jalen Williams, Paolo Boncaro, Benedict Matherin, those guys have been sensational so far. But to be on the rookie ladder, to be honest with you, with only 36 games, really 30 games being a part of the rotation, to be that far up that ladder, I think you are starting to see the national recognition deservedly come his way, and that's impressive. Indeed it is, and and to what you brought up there, I'm with you, Walker Kessler deserves first team nod or whatever it is at the center spot, because not only has he played a lot, but he's played well. But that's kind of a theme when you look at the guys directly ahead of Mark Williams on this rookie ladder. It's two players on the Spurs, Malachi Branham and Jeremy Sohan and two players for the Rockets, Tari Eason and Jabari Smith Jr. And not to take anything away from their abilities or their futures, they both are very intriguing prospects, but they're on teams where there weren't a lot of people to push them out of the rotation, out of the starting lineup. So they've played a ton. And in Mark's case, they needed to take Mason Plumlee out of the picture via trade to really open up the spot for him. And he has shined since then. But again, there just wasn't someone blocking those other guys. And so they've accumulated a lot more stats, even though when you look over the last 10 to 15 games, and hopefully as we look back at the final third of the season when it's all said and done, we'll see that Mark Williams on a game-to-game basis is doing better than some of those contemporaries. So we, we will see how it all pans out. I'm definitely in the camp that I think Mark Williams should and, in fact, will end up getting an all-rookie nod, but I guess time will tell, right? Yeah, and it, it'll have to be that second team, but if you're just talking about who are the best players from this past draft class, then I do think Mark Williams is a top-ten player. And, you know, with Paolo Boncaro, Matherin, we've talked about some of the high draft picks that are going to be guys that are contending for Rookie of the Year. But if you're looking at that second all-rookie team, I think that's where you absolutely could see Mark. Jalen Duran is going to be up there as well. That'll be interesting given the amount of games each center will have played by season's end. And if they decide to go Jalen Duran as that center and they only want the one center listed, okay. At the same time, if Mark gets it, It'll be because he has earned it, given what he's done since he's entered the rotation. Agreed. If, if someone wants to look at the end of the year and say, hey, Malachi Branham scored a few more points, or Tari Eason played in so many more games that he actually had an extra rebound or two than Mark Williams, and so they'll give him the nod over Mark for the accumulative stats, fine. If we're talking about 
Who do you want on your team next year? There's no question Mark Williams is in the top 10, if not even better than that, amongst the 2022 rookie class. All right, moving ahead, the Hornets are going to be featured prominently, no doubt, in the upcoming draft as well. They'll have their own pick. They also own another first-round pick. And so there is going to be uh, some, some spots available to add some premier talent from the upcoming NBA draft been a topic of conversation nationally we'll have it here locally with walker milk co-host of weston walker on 92.7 sports radio wfnz after this quick break here on the hornets hivecast at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Walker Mel of Wes and Walker on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ here with us on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. All right, Walker, we just got done talking about Mark Williams. He has uh, been performing very, very well as a starter here for the Hornets since the trade deadline. Uh, but the reality of the Hornets situation, and I think overwhelmingly impacted by injuries, but regardless of how we got there, here we are. The Hornets are essentially locked in to having one of the four worst records in the NBA at the season's end, which means they've got a pretty good chance of ending up with a top five pick. It's essentially two out of three odds that they are going to be in the top five in the upcoming NBA draft. And of course, the lottery will spell it out. But one thing that we both clearly have heard on some national podcasts and publications is people looking at the situations for the four teams or in or around the bottom of the NBA and trying to decipher, well, which one would be the best situation for a Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama, or any of the other elite talents that make up that section of the draft. Typically, they focus on the top one or two, but I'll, I'll lengthen it out a bit and just want to ask the question to you. Compared to the situations we see based off roster, coaching situation, so on and so forth, how do you feel Charlotte stacks up compared to what's going on right now in Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio? The overwhelming reputation at least from the perception of some of the national podcasts we've talked about, they have Charlotte really as the least desirable destination for a potential Victor Wembanyama, maybe a Scoot Henderson, something like that. And I think the, the thinking from them is the fact that you have more of a blank canvas with those teams and you don't have nearly as much money tied up into the salary cap like you do with Charlotte. 
That's what I think the thinking is, right? Detroit has Cade Cunningham, who missed a lot of time. They have Jalen Durant. They have Jaden Ivey. That's an impressive young core. Houston has Jalen Green, Tari Eason, Jabari Smith, who's not had a great rookie season so far, but still the potential is there. And so that's a nice young core that you could project playing very well as the years go on. Same thing in San Antonio, Malachi Branham, Jeremy Sohan. So you have Charlotte, who took a while to bring Mark Williams into the rotation, and that's really it from it. Well, and, and Bryce McGowan's, but isn't putting up the numbers to sniff an all-rookie team, but it's fine. Still love what he can do as a second-round prospect, have a lot of high hopes for him. But I think when we discuss tanking, which the Charlotte Hornets did not come in intentionally doing to get to a top-five pick, right? I mean, it was a lot about the injuries as to why they're here right now. But when you're discussing a team that is looking to bottom out and get one of those top picks, often what happens is you don't have a whole lot of veterans on your squad. I think that's a flaw. I think you should have some veterans. Now, depending on whether you think the Charlotte Hornets have too many, you know, fair. But the fact that Hornet, the Hornets have some veterans that, you know, even want to be here, in Kelly Oubre's case, in Terry Rozier's case, who signed a contract extension, you have guys that are willing to be here and I think have opened up, even if they're not vocal leaders, they have showed that they can lead by example in some of these, uh, in some of these instances. And I value that. So if you think about it, you have Lamella Ball, who's a young basketball player, who was rookie of the month every month until he got hurt, and then he was rookie of the year, and everybody still covets him as an excellent facilitator. Okay, so playing with LaMelo Ball is already going to be an advantage against a lot of these other teams. They're clearly the best passer on the court compared to the other three teams that we're talking about. So LaMelo, immediate advantage. Now you have Mark Williams, so hopefully you got your center position figured out for the future, and you only have Gordon Hayward on a one-year contract, so you have some flexibility, even if it is at $30 million, and if you get that Wimby or Scoot or whatever pick, you can pair whatever that rookie will be with a guy like Gordon Hayward to help you out. You know, he can help bring somebody along the way. And on the basketball court, Gordon Hayward is, is somebody that you can put in any offense and he'll do just fine. He'll rotate the basketball. He doesn't have any problem moving it. If you need a bucket, he can help you get it. And even Terry Rozier in the backcourt. You know, I think that's somebody that you can rely on to score for you. I just, I think the mix of veterans actually can be viewed as a good thing. And with some of these contracts coming off of the books and or they might even be movable, right? Just to give the Hornets some flexibility. I do not view Charlotte as the least favorable destination when you're talking about some of the hot prospects like Wimbenyama and Scoot Henderson or whoever they select. I think the Charlotte veteran angle here can actually help whatever young player they decide to draft within the top five or six picks. I know I view the world through teal-colored glasses, but I quite frankly think Charlotte easily is the best of the four situations, and I look at it in two different ways. One is short-term. You want to see some instant improvement to the overall roster, a reward for the fan base. You don't want to be picking in the lottery by design or circumstance year after year after year, especially in the top three or four where you ended up there either because you intended to or something horrific happened. This season, something horrific happened for the Hornets. They were hurt all year long, and it it became unavoidable to dig your way out of the hole they were in because LaMelo Ball is going to end up missing 50 games. Terry Rozier missed time. Gordon Hayward missed time. There were so many injuries that really they only had the full roster for about a 
10 to 15 game sample size, which I might add was pretty good. So in the short term, you've got enough talent here right now that's proven itself to be at an all-star level with LaMelo Ball and veterans who have been able to contribute to a team that had a winning record last year. And that's something you can't say with Detroit and Houston and San Antonio. So I think just based off that, you could insert rookie here and see an instant improvement in the team even if the rookie doesn't do much just because with a healthier squad, knock on wood next season, that improvement should happen naturally. But furthermore, long term, and I'm a big fan of Cade Cunningham. I like what we've seen from Jalen Green, but I don't see another player on Detroit, Houston, or San Antonio who so far has demonstrated what LaMelo Ball has, playing at an all-star level, clearly impacting winning on his team based off how the Hornets performed when LaMelo was healthy and when he was not. And let's face facts here. The Hornets roster, just like all these other rosters, if we're to fast forward eight to ten years in the future, the likelihood is only one or two players will still be on it. That's the nature of pro sports. That's the churn that happens. Franchise players stick around for a long time, and very, very rarely there's a Udonis Haslam that just stays on the same squad for 20 teams. But for all intents and purposes, it's one or two stars. So if we're assuming the Hornets are picking top five, We're saying, who are the one or two guys that would probably be on this team in 10 years? You're hoping it's LaMelo Ball and and maybe Mark Williams and whoever this pick is. And if I'm picking someone to play with LaMelo Ball for the next decade versus the superstar, the hopeful superstar for any of these other franchises... Again, I view the world through teal-colored glasses, but give me LaMelo Ball. Well, especially in, in this group, right? I mean, LaMelo Ball is the best player right now. And, and the one that, you know, Jalen Green, a lot of people even think that he's kind of gotten worse this season. And, and Houston, it's kind of been a dumpster fire with the Rockets organization. Unfortunately so, so because you do have a, uh, a former Hornet coach and Steven Silas there. A lot of love for him in this city, and it's just not going well with the way the team's being run, with the way that they've also accumulated draft picks. They're just young, and it's not working out. And even with San Antonio, I, I really like Malachi Branham. You know, Jeremy Sohan is fun to watch, but you're right, Sam. Like, LaMelo, he's the guy. And then that's why you want him so badly to be able to bounce back from these injuries that he suffered. There's a lot of ankle injuries this season, but a couple of them were freak, right? Like, P.J. Washington grabs a rebound and lands on the foot of LaMelo. Does anybody else suffer that injury, or is it just LaMelo? I would I would think the former. I think there's a lot of people that would suffer that injury because P.J. Washington, big dude, landed on that foot. And then you go back to the game when he returned, I think it was a third game back from his, pre, his first injury. He steps on the fan's foot out of bounds against the Pacers in the closing minutes of that game. Is it just LaMelo who gets hurt, or are there plenty of other healthy players that get hurt? I I would go with kind of the latter in that situation, right? I think a lot of players would get hurt. So you're really hoping that LaMelo can bounce back strong from the three ankle sprains and the one fractured right ankle, and then put him alongside whatever rookie you're getting. And by the way, what is a very deep draft class, so you're going to get a really good pick here. Even if you don't get Wimby, even if you don't get Scoot, there's still reason to be excited about whoever comes aboard. And LaMelo can bring out the most in that guy. I, I think you even see that with Mark. I mean, Steve Clifford has talked about running the pick and roll with Gordon Hayward because you probably trust the basketball in his hands as a decision maker as much as anybody not named LaMelo. But when LaMelo was there, Mark was, you know, Mark and him were having a fantastic two-man game. And, and that's only going to get better next year, especially with the chemistry they were able to build. So so you're right. If, if you want to talk about the key, the, the one player to unlock some future success, 
Lamella was a good key to talk about when you're talking about the four teams at the bottom. I like that we're on the same page here. We'll echo this out to the national podcasters, and, and hopefully they'll they'll change their tune that Charlotte is actually the ideal destination for any rookie. I think it is just based off, I mean, it's Charlotte. you got great weather. you got great fans, great facilities. Everything is great there. But furthermore, I think the franchise is in a really good place right now. And, you know, all these teams we're talking about here, particularly Detroit and Houston, they are back in the lottery now for the third straight year looking at getting a top five pick for Charlotte. It'll be the second time in four years now. Uh, hopefully the Hornets hit once again to the level that they did with the mellow ball because I'm with you, Detroit and Houston. They put together some pretty good talent here, but it starts to be telling when you've picked in the top five multiple times and you're still looking at doing it again. We'll see how things play out here after this upcoming draft. Hopefully the Hornets have some lottery luck. Between now and lottery time, though, there are a few more games left. Charlotte's coming off a nice win at New York, a chance at a winning road trip. They'll take on the Detroit Pistons tonight. We've got our game preview for you next with Walker Mel of Wes and Walker on WFNZ. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. <laughs> Sam Farber here with Walker Mel, middays on WFNZ with Wes Bryant. They host from noon to 3 on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ. And Walker, kind enough to join us here on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast. All right, Walker, we've got a game to preview tonight. Hornets taking on the Pistons. Last time these two teams got together, it was a win for the Hornets. Their fifth in a row, unfortunately, it was the last game of the season for LaMelo Ball. He had that fracture in his right ankle and he is done for the rest of the campaign still a lot to look at in this matchup Hornets big man Mark Williams is going to get to go head-to-head once again we presume with James Wiseman maybe Jalen Duren will be out there we'll see what uh, the injury bugs have hit the Pistons in the last couple of days they had a lot of them going into that last matchup but either way chance for the Hornets to split the season series not much can change in terms of the overall standings Hornets have a, a pretty good gap between themselves and the Pistons but hey stranger things have happened so looking at this one I need a player to watch for each team as well as a statistic to watch you tell me which category you want to begin with, and I'll follow your lead. Well, let's go with a player to watch for the Charlotte Hornets, and we can roll with that right now. I, I just think, even if it's kind of a little basic, 
I just think Gordon Hayward's been playing so well lately. And I think with LaMelo Ball's absence, his presence on this team matters so much more. If you look back at what he's done leading up to the All-Star break, what he did post-All-Star break, and if you want to go to exactly what have you done for me lately, the game against the New York Knicks, he almost got a triple-double in that one. He's been shooting at a fantastic rate, really every single one of those contests, I think outside of one. He's been shooting over 50%. He's been very good from three-point range. And they have to rely on him as a big-time decision-maker where, you know, when LaMelo's out, man, pick-and-roll action with Gordon, swinging the basketball to try to put guys in the best position possible. I just think Gordon Hayward has been so good here lately. And so I'll just take what is the highest-paid player on the roster right now. I just have been really pleased with what he's been doing lately. I agree with you. I think he's had a really nice stretch here, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that he ends this season healthy and playing well and gives himself the best opportunity to really work his way into next season, which will be a big one for the Hornets, for him individually and and the team overall trying to get over the hump and make the playoffs. They were robbed of it last season. They should have made it. Any team with an above 500 record typically does, but unfortunate luck here for the Hornets. Hopefully some good luck is in store for them next season. All right, I'm looking for the Hornets at Terry Rozier in this one, and for a couple of reasons. One, with LaMelo out, he becomes your primary point guard, primary playmaker. He's got so much on his shoulders. I think he's done a really good job handling all that and and playing through it. But furthermore, he's getting matched up here with Jaden Ivey, and and I hear all the talk about how bright the future is for Detroit, and in certain respects, I buy into it because Ivey and Cunningham and some of these young centers they've accumulated, uh, the ceiling is very high for him but for the Hornets if you're looking just at taking the next step next season and you assume better health you figure LaMelo Ball is the best player on the floor but the one-on-one matchup that might determine things could end up being Terry Rozier versus a Jade and Ivy and so I want to see Terry continue to thrive in this matchup he has so far in the three head-to-head matchups this season he's scored a lot 23 points per game hasn't necessarily shot the best percentage um, but I'm looking for him to take one more step forward and continue to assert his dominance in that head-to-head matchup against some of the younger guys for the Pistons. So give me Terry Rozier for this one tonight against Detroit. Where do you want to go next? The Piston to watch, or do you want to go with a statistic to watch? I'll give you a Piston. Uh, I'll I'll go with uh, the Detroit side of things. And the player that I'll be keeping an eye on, it's James Wiseman, who I'm actually happy for. It, It was a really rough go for him in Golden State. And I know the the conventional thinking was, okay, Golden State has stars at every position in the backcourt with Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. They have a fantastic player with Draymond Green kind of playing that hybrid role all across the board in the front court. The thing they're missing is a big guy. And I still just don't think James Wiseman was a, was a, a great fit for them. They trade for him. Detroit trade for him. And uh, they sent out a pretty good player in, in the process with Sadiq Bey leaving that organization. And Wiseman's been playing very well. You know, you saw him against Charlotte, 9 of 11 from the field with 23 points. He's coming off of a 21-point game against Washington where he was 10 of 13 from the field. He's grabbing a lot of rebounds lately. You know, the the lowest he actually posted was 5 against Washington, but you saw 10 in back-to-back games. And then you saw 7 against Charlotte, 9 in back-to-back against Chicago and Cleveland. I'm happy for James Wiseman. I, I don't want anybody to be drafted so high and be labeled as a bust. And, and this seems to be at least the very beginning stages of what is hopefully a reclamation project. 
And I'm hoping that Mark Williams wins the battle for sure. But but it'll be it goes to show you that there's a nice test, right? Where it's not the James Wiseman in Golden State. He's playing a lot better here in Detroit, so this is going to be a nice matchup for one Mark Williams. I'm happy for Wiseman to get into a situation where he can play more, but uh, I'm with you. I think Mark Williams has faced him head-to-head twice, once with both as the backup bigs when Wiseman was still with Golden State, and once as starters. And in both situations, I thought Mark Williams outplayed Wiseman in those minutes. Even if Wiseman shot the ball well, the Hornets' offense still performed just as well when both those young centers were on the floor. So I'll I'll be excited to see it again. My player to watch here for the Pistons tonight, though, is going to be Jaden Ivey. He has had some really explosive efforts at times against the Hornets. Hasn't played in every one of them. Had that mystery uh, thing pop up there. The personal reasons uh, keep him off the floor last time out but he has been playing uh, pretty well as of late here for Detroit and uh, it'll, it'll just be another interesting test I think to see the Hornets take on this young player who has played at an all rookie team level all throughout the season 15 points per game uh, some of that has been necessity there hasn't been as much in terms of competition on the floor to push him but when you look for the vets for Detroit coming into this year most of them were guards guys like Corey Joseph who's been on a championship team before Alec Burks another example another guy who's played at a high level for a long time. So I think he's a very explosive athlete, and he's got a lot of advantages out there, Uh, just like I want to see Terry Rozier in that head-to-head matchup. I want to see the other half of it. I want to see how Jaden Ivey performs here against the Hornets. Last but not least, I need a statistic to determine who's going to win tonight's matchup. What do you like? Well, Sam, if you play for Steve Clifford, he's going to be happy with me. It's something that he talks about a lot. Charlotte's going to have to defend without fouling against Detroit. How about this? The Pistons actually lead the league in free throw attempts taken per game at 26.6. The Lakers are second on that list and 26.2. So they have a lot of guys that are willing to run the floor, right? If you're a young team, one of the things you usually can have as an advantage over some of the veteran-laden squads is that you're going to play hard every night because you got younger legs. So when you're playing in transition, you're going all over the place. Even the fact that some of the younger guards might be out of control, that could lead to more fouls towards the opposition because, hey, you're just putting your head down, you're getting downhill, and you're trying to score at the basket. So the fact that the Pistons lead the league in free throw attempts per game is interesting to me, and Steve Clifford's preached it all season long. Defend without fouling, that still matters. It doesn't matter what era of the NBA you're in. If you can limit the other team going to the foul line, then you're going to give yourself a fantastic shot. So if the Hornets can defend without fouling tonight against the Pistons, I think that's going to go a long way. I can't argue with that one. I do have to go in a different direction, though, as per the rules of this podcast. So I'm going to go with assists. I think the Hornets are best when they're sharing the basketball. Also in the head-to-head matchup this season and all three so far, whoever has won in terms of assists has ended up winning the game. And so I'll go with it again. I will say assists will be the primary factor in this one. Uh, Really, in basketball in general, when you share the rock, it seems to go better for you. For the Hornets, when they have LaMelo Ball, that is clearly the case. Those 30 assist contests the ones that you almost lock in as going to be a Hornets win. But even without him, I thought the Hornets looked good against the Knicks, sharing the basketball, moving it around, certainly had spots and players they wanted to get it to, but keeping an open mind about who should take a shot on any possession tended to work out better for the Hornets head-to-head with the Pistons, and generally speaking, and so that's what I'll be looking for here tonight. 
Either way, the next day, I would definitely encourage you to tune in all day long to 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ and hear Weston Walker talking about hopefully another Hornets victory heading into a long Hornets homestand, five in a row for Charlotte at Spectrum Center. And uh, Walker, hopefully you'll be there for many, if not all of them, at the Hive. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, it will be nice to see Mark Williams continue to grow. We'll see what kind of chemistry the foundation players going forward will be able to develop in the last 15 games or so. So, yeah, I know we got a lot coming up, and I'll see you out there, Sam. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Thanks, as always, for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. All of you tuned in at home, and most of all to our guest, Walker Mel, middays on WFNZ on the Wesson Walker Show. That'll do it for us. For Rob Longo, our producer, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow with a recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.